Welcome to Ego Netcast. I am Martin Lindeskog and today I'm talking to Gary Scholis and it's a follow-up conversation. Hi Gary. Hey Martin, how you doing buddy? Great, yourself? Good, good, not too bad. It's been a long time since we've spoken. Yeah, about two years. So uh, this time often I'm doing this Twitter introduction, but now we are, when we are doing a follow-up, people could go to, is it Free Bug Media on Twitter? Yes, exactly. Three bug media, the number with the number three. Yeah, and we talked about that last time. What it's uh, the name, but maybe you could uh, do a repetition there and uh, tell uh, the listeners about your uh, fancy name, Free Bug Media. Yeah, well, we we got that we get that question a lot. Uh, three bug media is our web mark is a web marketing company, and we started about ten years ago. And at the time, we had three children, three young children, and we used to call them our little bugs. Mm. So when we named our company, we named it Three Bug Media. Since then, we've had a fourth child and didn't make sense to change the name to Four Bug Media. So we actually, my wife and I actually started an e-commerce store about two years ago, and that's named Callie's Kitchen, which is our fourth child. So she has her own business name. Yeah. That's fascinating. So, and we will talk more about e-commerce and things online here. And what's happened since we talked uh, last time? Well, you know what we've—I can't remember our initial conversation, but definitely a lot has happened over the over the last two years. Uh, we're yep. living in—I uh, think we had just moved to North Carolina when mm-hmm. when we did our initial interview a couple of years ago. And we were we're living down in Charlotte. We're loving it down here. Uh, and as far as Three Bug Media goes, we're doing primarily client work right now. But I would probably say over the last two years, we've been shifting that to to our own kind of in house projects. So we have our own e commerce store. Uh, we're starting to sell products now, our own products, and we're starting to do training and really just getting back to what. Kind of actually, how we originally met. I, th- I believe we met through uh, Biz Sugar or Small Correct. Biz Trends. But yeah. really, how I started online was blogging, and it's what I love. And over the years, you know, I've done a lot of client work, and blogging's kind of taken a backseat here and there over the years. Kind of, you know, what happens with with most people. But I'm really starting to probably the last year and a half. I've really been starting to get back into blogging, getting ready to restart the podcast, things like that, and starting to think about. Uh, getting away from client work and getting more into our own products and things like that and building a community, building a brand around that. It's interesting they say because that could be this hustle and challenge. And I've done content creation for a long time also and like that. And I have a T-shirt that I include in t- in the show notes, uh, one of the creators of Cox and Forkham that will help him with the illustration of a tea book that you have uh, been so kind and uh, backed one of the backers. So thanks for that, uh, Gary. And there mm-hmm. is the t-shirt called The Blogger's Dilemma. And first you find some news, uh, some things going on, and you write a blog post and you have done fact-checking and links, outgoing links and research, and you wait for the comments and you put up the tip jar and waiting for something to come and not even tomatoes is coming. And then you find something new and start the cycle again. So that could be uh, the blogger's dilemma. But you're struggling, you're hustling, 
and you're uh, creating um, content. And I will say so, after then now 14 years of blogging, I will st start to learn to, <laughs> to how to blog in order to make it uh, matter. So I will start a blog through a service called Fizzle. Have you heard about them? No, no, I haven't. I, I still use, I'm still on WordPress. I've been on WordPress yeah, since day it, one. And, and still, me, me too. Uh, I'm, I'm WordPress on Squarespace. But this is a community. It's a forum. And they have also video courses and hangouts and coaching sessions. So they call this Fizzle. And talking about names, Freebug Media, you could, you know, Fizzle when you put something in a, a, a fry pan, that is Fizzle. Or from my background, welding industry, that you get a spark. Their blog is called the Sparkline, so but it could also fizzle out, and I mean that could be the challenge for for a solo entrepreneur to keep going. And as in, as you've uh, uh, said, uh, we uh, I think we talked about pivoting and so on, or developing thing and go or going back to the roots. So I've come to that uh, <laughs> conclusion. Also, I haven't had so much client work, but I've had I have client work as through what we have met. I'm a moderator of Biz Sugar and I'm doing uh, posts and so on for uh, small business trends and projects there. And recently now I got this um, invitation and request to, to uh, how to say, uh, cover the biggest book fair here in, in uh, Scandinavia and next biggest one in Europe, uh, uh, the book fair in Gothenburg uh, coming this uh, month. Uh, September 22nd to 25th and then Anita Campbell wrote a letter for for a request that I will covering uh, small business authors and and what's going on and doing interviews and and so on so that's that's a great thing to do also and and then but as I said I'm I call myself a social media evangelist and then you could end up in this bloggish dilemma that you are giving out lots of uh, free advice and I will continue to do that uh, and then you introduce people to this and, and then the next thing is to to get clients and then to keep them and that they should see it for the long run. So uh, I, I understand what you mean there because it could be like otherwise, uh, how, how do you say, a similar grudge, grunge uh, work that you're doing uh, if you're an employee, right? Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. And I think when you talk about the, the blogger's dilemma, and I, I think everybody's gone through that, whether you're blogging or podcasting, you, you get excited about it, you start creating a lot of content, but then you kind of hit a point eventually where you're not sure where it's going. You're, you're not mm. sure where to take it to the next step, or you're not sure how to, how to monetize it. And yep. That tends to be kind of a stopping point for, for a lot of people. And it's funny because I've been doing client work, you know, working with working with businesses with online marketing for, for almost 10 years now. Mm. And there's so many similarities with, you know, that, you know, what you say, that blogger's dilemma and kind of a business dilemma, especially when it comes to online marketing, because it it's kind of the same thing. Because most, you know, what I've learned, what I've learned with working with hundreds of hundreds of businesses with online marketing is that they tend to focus on the tactics they tend to focus mm. on you know the content creation the facebook ads social media you know google adwords things like that but where they where they tend to fail and where where most businesses fail with when it comes to online marketing is they work on all these tactics 
but they have nowhere to send people. They have no they have no plan or marketing strategy in place. So if somebody sees a you know a Facebook post or something like that and they click and they come back to you know the website, whether that's an article or or something like that, there's no plan in place for that visitor beyond to read that article. You know, maybe maybe a vague call to action to sign up for an email list. But even if they do sign up for the email list, most bloggers and businesses don't have a plan of action of what to do with that, how to, how to monetize that or how to take that you know casual reader to the next level and turn them into an evangelist. And I mm-hmm. think that's where most businesses and, and bloggers and myself, I've, you know, I've been in this doing it for 10 years too, and I've, I've been through all these things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the dilemma. It's, well, what do I do? Like, if I do get the traffic and people do come back to my blog, well, what am I going to do for them? Do I have something to sell? Do I have a next step for them? Do I have a plan in place to do something yes. with these people once they come? And I, and I think most bloggers and most businesses too, they go in trying to get the traffic, trying to get those visitors, but they don't have a real plan in place to, mm. to do something with them after. And, the, and there you have, I mean, as I said, what we reached, uh, met on Beast Sugar and Small Business Internet, but we continue the conversation, we create, uh, develop a de- uh, per, um, relationships and so on so you get this referral marketing and you are genuinely interested in individuals and creators and entrepreneurs and so on and that will eventually lead to exchange of some kind so but you have to <laughs> stick with it so uh, i mean we, we talked about um, um, before here on skype and now we are using this service ringer uh, about the development there also in the podcasting industry Uh, do you want to tell uh, the listeners a bit about that? Because I started to listen to your your uh, podcast and enjoyed it very much, and wrote uh, uh, a comment there on small business trends and included it in in the hundred uh, list. Now nowadays it's pretty hard to keep up with all the new podcasts <laughs> and, uh, and and things uh, going around and uh, how many sticks. And that's what I'm saying. That I started podcast in 2006. I have learned a lot of things, lots of mistakes, and now I'm, as I did in a solo show, uh, just doing it. I will keep doing this, and I will, um, because I've interviewed about 35 uh, individuals, so I will start going back with people who have interviewed for like, uh, then, uh, what would be 10 years ago, and so on, and go back mm-hmm. forward, uh, and also find new ones that will come. And uh, so, I, I mean, as I said before, in it for the long and long run uh, and and it's inspiring to hear your stories it will be interesting to see uh, if you have some tips and tricks and so on about this uh, plan because I, I'm using that and I'm also always giving cred what you, where you find the material I r- uh, read a book a uh, long time ago called uh, Groundswell uh, it was with two forester researchers and Shalene Lee I think one of them are And she has now done her own thing, uh, I think, together with Brian Solis, but I'm not sure. And then wrote a new book about uh, new leadership when it comes to di- digital media and so on. And there you have this um, uh, wave that's coming that nobody could stop. Uh, but you have also a plan that you called acronym POST, like a blog post. So you, where are the, uh, your customers, ambassadors, etc. On, online? Uh, where, what's your objectives? Uh, what's the strategy, as you said? Um, and then uh, what's the technical thing? And as you said, many people are jumping to the tech thing. I want a Facebook page. But and then you start asking why, <laughs> and then it's hard. 
and and all the tactics and uh, so on and and then you have this integrating uh, thing and continue with it because i said as uh, when you start with social media it's hard to stop <laughs> in in a way but you have to have a plan and resources time energy and some kind of uh, monetary things in in investing in this also so yeah and social media is one of those things where you can you can make it a full-time job and if you wanted to there's so much mm. you know you can do so much with it the balance the the problem with uh, if you're a business owner is to make sure that you're balancing and you're getting the most value out of it but to go back to your point about our podcast is our podcast the small business express we started that i believe the fall of 2012 and we recorded our last episode i believe fall of 2014 we, i think we did uh, just over 40 episodes in mm. total and a lot of lessons that we learned there and kind of just what I talked about is number one, we, we, we love the podcast and we, it was, it was amazing how fast you're able to grow an audience compared to traditional blogging. You know, if you're, mm-hmm. you're creating a blog from, from day one, as opposed to a podcast, the podcast grew 20 times faster than, than, you know, when I started, when I started blogging, mm-hmm. but I would probably say lessons learned was exactly. We talk about the bloggers dilemma or the podcast dilemma is, we kind of reached a stage where we were doing it for almost two years. And my, my partner and I, my podcast partner, I'm Mike, who still good, still very good friends with to this day. We, we kind of reached a point where, okay, well, where are we taking this podcast? Where's it going? Are we, hmm. you know, are we going to try to get a sponsor or are we going to try to create a product? Or are we going to try to do something with it? You know, hmm. or are we just going to keep podcasting and hope something happens? You know, hmm. so Number one is we, we decided to take a break in uh, the summer of 2014 to kind of strategize over those things to figure out w- what course we were going to take it with. So that was, you know, the podcast dilemma, how to monetize it. The The second thing I learned from that is is momentum and habit is we, we decided to take a six-week hiatus to hmm. to do these things. And that was probably the nail in the coffin for the podcast, mm. because once we got out of the groove and once we got out of the routine, it was very difficult for us to pick it up again. And mm. we, you know, we recorded a couple episodes later on in the fall, but we were never able to really capture that again. And then, you know, of course, like most things, life got in the way and we decided to take a break for the holidays. And that was the end, you know, that was the end of the story on there. Mm. But, but mostly it was, it was trying to figure out what to do with the podcast, what direction, because like like you said with the bloggers dilemma is trying to figure we didn't have a plan we didn't have an outcome in mind when we started it and we've you know we struggled with that and we stopped and we're never able to pick it up again hmm. and uh, it's interesting to say because i i know that i was a bit in a in a friend way uh, because when i found you and you started it and followed you along and comment on it and so on also nagged you a bit then and said when are you coming back and so on <laughs> and I, I i mean because i have been through this too uh, and we had a, a show called trend pal and it's still up and and we have a domain and so on but there my co-host she found an uh, almost full-time job and then it was hard to to continue but but we haven't put uh, down the sign you never know we'll start and it's it's a nice archive and it's valid there to have and that's my thing that I'm saying, as you said, you have an expression here in Swedish called um, like the shoemaker and the children to the shoemaker or, or the baker's uh, children that don't, don't do as I'm doing, do as I say. 
and mm-hmm. and I struggle with that myself, and, and have had longer and shorter breaks, but I'm I'm not stopping. And then people, of course, have to evaluate, and if they don't, um, I mean, have 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 an issue with that, it's not on always on time, so so to speak, as a regular media outlet, it, that's fine too. Uh, but this time I will I will stick for it, and and then I have some kind of plan, and I will develop it. Uh, but I've also come into that inclusion if it's only like monetizing directly, or uh, sponsors and so on, then you either have to be in an extreme, um, I mean, format, or uh, be famous from TV or radio or whatever. Uh, that's especially the case here in Sweden. Lo- lots of people coming from regular radio and TV or the authors have starting podcasting. And then they get the fan base already from the get-go. Uh, others, but still, I mean, if you have a niche thing or have a real passion for it and stick to it, as uh, I recently start, I mean, it's hard for you to listen to it because it's in Swedish, but it's called a show called Produktivitet. Uh, if you take the word productivity, productivity and T together and then make up a new word and it's uh, with Johan Gustafsson and myself uh, and he's very organized and we do it every second week and we do it for about uh, so-called commute uh, time like in half an hour and and we, we use a, a tool called Trello putting up the show notes and other things like that and he's doing the editing and I doing some kind of, of the marketing and so on. So there you have different uh, roles. But toggling along here and, and uh, we talked about uh, before the show here about Libsyn, our uh, host of uh, the audio file. If you learn and follow and listen to their f- uh, podcast called The Feed, you learn lots of things and you learn about statistics, for example, and that you should have some I mean, realistic goals. And by the way, I mean now I uh, I have a, I'm on a site called Advertise Cost, so people could now and I've done haven't done much uh, promotion of that, but I will start doing that because it's a pretty new service called Advertise Cost. And if you go in there and search for Ego Net Cost, you could um, advertise on Ego Net Cost in in the like middle uh, section. For only a saw buck. Do you know what that is? You probably know that. I didn't know that when I searched for it. It's a, a slang for the 10, 10 bucks, ten dollars. So mm. uh, that's that's the show. And if you compare it, what how long it will stay on the air in archive? It's it's peanuts and nuts. But then I did. I mean, I was very open. Okay, how much downloads do I have? Uh, and then I put it in a formula, and then it popped up around that number. And I said, okay, I will test it out. So, uh, and uh, as you have donated, like for my patron, uh, like a patronage on my crowdfunding, that could be mm-hmm. small and big. And I have a site called Patron. Uh, maybe we talked about that last time. Pat- uh, patron, P A T R E O N. And there you could so called donate on a regular basis on a, with small amounts. and and show support for uh, bloggers, podcasters, and creators, and artists, and so on. So I have to. Yeah, and you're kind of bet. find you're kind of finding yeah. now a lot of podcasts are using that to kind of getting yeah. listener, kind of the NPR, you know, in the US NPR yeah. method of you know getting listener support where people donate or you know small funds, you know, a couple dollars a month or yeah. something like that, but, just to keep the podcast running. Yeah, because when you start cal- calculating. Uh, 
with the cost and so on, with the hosting, uh, with the websites. I have my own app, so I'm so-called app de- developer also, uh, and other things. And then you have also other distribution channels that I have a sound, premium SoundCloud account and so on. So it's it's adding up. Uh, but again, I mean, one thing is leading to another. So I mean, in 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 February this year, I was uh, talking at a conference about that was focused on podcasting. So then I could market myself and my podcast and give some uh, uh, trends for podcasting and so-called looking in the crystal ball. And that was very uh, appreciated and, and people liked it and so on. And it was interesting to talk to other podcasters and so on. And also see that it was so big interest so you could uh, create a, a fair or, or uh, event for this kind of specialized uh, content creation out- outlet. Yeah, so. exactly. And and I've noticed I've even a couple of years since we started our podcast, I've noticed that the community and the amount of people getting into podcasting is just is just exploding. We thought we thought it was we thought it was a crowded net, crowded network when we started back in 2012 and and it's just amazing how many podcasts. It's like blogging now. Like there's the yeah. community so is so big. Yeah. And uh I could give that as a recommendation. I haven't been it on international yet, but and I look forward to do that someday to uh, visit America again and then uh, attend a podcast uh, uh, event and, and fair and conference like podcast movement or a podfest or something else. So that could be a thing also when you're starting again uh, to, to check out if you have anything in, in your area or something, a place that you could could go to do you want to tell anything more about it or is it under wraps or uh, about well, I, your think, I think with the podcast i mean we're get, staying in line with podcast tips i would probably say we i started with a partner i had the idea for doing a podcast for a number of years and it's one of those things where if you're doing it yourself it's hard to i guess build up the nerve and you know kind of get all your ducks in a row to, to, to actually launch the podcast. I found it much, much easier to do it with a partner. Mm. It's kind of like having an accountability partner to, to do yep. it with you. Uh, but with the same sense, then you're working with two people. So, you know, you get schedule conflicts and things like that. So, you know, you run into your, your road bumps like that. But I think if you're starting a podcast, it's a great, it's great to, if you can find somebody that you can mesh with and, and kind of have the same ideas of where you want to go with your podcast. It's definitely a great idea to do it with somebody. It makes it much easier, especially mm. if you don't have experience, you know, podcasting or with radio, it can be a bit strange to, to speak for 40 minutes by yourself. Yeah. And it, and it takes, it takes a little bit of pressure <laughs> off, you know, having somebody else on the show with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's great tips. Uh, looking forward to li- uh, listen to your uh, podcast again when it's starting new and that's a great thing you could always go back and listen to uh, old episodes and see uh, where where it's left off and, and 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 see what's going on now and that's what will be one of uh, thing with uh, my podcast that i will do uh, this kind of follow-up and see what's happening and, and news and so on with fellow podcasters bloggers and entrepreneurs and so on so around this uh, time we talk about uh, trader principle and also uh, before that uh, I have uh, like a, not a sponsor but a, a fi- affiliate uh, 
called Audible. Do you listen to audiobooks, Gary? Yes, I've actually uh, I've actually blogged about Audible in the past and audio. Uh, I would probably I've been using Audible before Amazon owned them. I, I think I've been an Audible uh, listener probably since about two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Wow. On there, uh, and I would honestly I would probably credit because back you know back then in the late two thousands I was doing a lot of I was spending most of my days in the cars commuting driving to different clients and things like that. And that's pretty much all I would do all day is listen to, listen to audiobooks. And, hmm. you know, it went from, I went from reading, you know, two books a year to reading two books, listening to two books a month. And I can hmm. credit a lot of the things and ideas and kind of where I'm at with that kind of learning curve is being able to do it with audio. Cause I definitely learned that I'm more of an auditory learner. Hmm. Than than a visual learner, so it worked perfect for me, and and I still to this day have my you know Audible membership. Great, great to hear, and and it's I can give you a, a story there also because I have as I said an Audible affiliate there, and then when you did this process, you had to show I mean some kind of ratings and reviews on iTunes and and so on, you know to do that, and I'm as I said still a small fish, and lots of big players out there have audible uh, there and many in america already have as you an account but here in sweden and other places it's it's pretty new and i know a friend that i uh, tipped it before i started the affiliate code there and he started it and he's very he enjoys it very much uh, but if you want to uh, support this show and get the free book for 30 days i think it is and um And then you start a subscription, you could go to audibletrial.com forward slash ego netcast. So that's audibletrial.com forward slash ego netcast. Do you have a t- book tip? And then I will tell about the story of what happened with an audio company here in Sweden and what they did. Uh, you know what? I think when it comes to favorite books, I think those tend to come at different points in your life, depending on what's important at that time to you. Mm. And two of the, I mean, I probably have about 80 books in my, in my audio library, but uh, two of the ones that come to mind that I'm interested in right now that I'm kind of revisiting is mm. number is the first one is on writing by mm. Stephen King. I don't know if you ever read that yeah. one. It's a short book. And yeah, the first half that, of yeah. it is basically a, a biography, almost a biography of Stephen King. And the second one he talks about how he writes. Mm-hmm. And if you're, even if you're non, you know, if you're not a fiction writer, if you're a blogger or something like that, lots of great tips, lots of great insights, especially when it comes to keeping audiences engaged and thinking about, you know, thinking about character and thinking about your plot and thinking about your story and how to craft a story. So a lot of good information uh, in that book. And the other one, the other one I enjoy, it's an old book, mm-hmm. but it's called The Magic of Thinking Big. Mm. by David Schwartz. It's along the lines of thinking grow rich. Mm. But has a lot of good a lot of good kind of self-help, self-motivation uh advice in there. So if you like Jim Rohn, you're kind of like that self-development kind of things. It's a it's a great book to to read or listen to. Great, great tips and this uh, on writing that's uh, coming handy now when I'm uh, writing my first book forthcoming book on tea as you as you had backed uh, so um, that's that's a great tip and i've heard about it before and this other i will definitely look into so thanks uh, for the tip and i will include that in in the show notes 
So this story is that a similar service, you could say, but here in Sweden and in Swedish, not so big as Audible, but it's called Storytel. Uh, and they recently purchased or acquired a big uh, um, old like uh, publisher book publishing company called Nordstedts. So an audible uh, audiobook service that haven't been around for I don't know how many years, but not not I don't know. I will check it out. But Nordstedt is yeah, are there hundreds here? Two hundred? I don't know. Uh, but they have been around for a long time. So this audio company, startup uh, that have been around for a time, but uh, pretty young, uh, acquired this established uh, company. And that's that's pretty interesting. And they will be on this uh, big, big book fair that I will attend here in in September. So that's interesting. And and they do, of course, then promos in order to get hooked and listeners and so on. And they, I, I think they have this different model than Audible. Audible, I like that is you have like one credit or how many credits you have. And that's equals a book if it's a regular book. Uh, and then you could listen and you have it in archive. I think storytelling is that you could listen as much as you want, I think, um, for a certain time. Uh, so that's their model. The thing is that it's, I think, if it's only in Swedish or mostly in Swedish, so <clears throat> for me, uh, Audible is, uh, I, I, I enjoy yeah. to listen. Well, on, with or, the, the thing I like about Audible is is that, yeah, you have that one credit, you know, one credit is a book. And even if you don't have your subscription anymore, you still have your library of books because you, you purchase them and you and you own them. Yeah, you keep them. And um, for me, I mean, I like that you have... Uh, and that's an um, inspiration to see that you. I consume regular books also, and like to feel it, touch it, and and uh, sometimes even smell it if it's an uh, old book, and, and then making notes and so on. But listening to like on a, on a commute or a bus ride or tram and so on, or when you're out walking. Uh, I re- for my latest credits, I got this Gary Wineshucks, Ask Gary V, and and that was <laughs> interesting. I mean, how he did. Uh, he had authors like Seth Godin and on asking questions that I've asked but uh, put them in in audio format so that was interesting and if you don't get the credits every month I mean they they stack up until I think six credits so then as as me doing this writing on on t-books and others and in personal development then it's interesting then you could get a bunch of books at the same time so and also it's included now Wall Street Journal and what's more, is it the New York Times, like their subscription service? Like yes, you get a subscription with it. Yeah, so it's like an interesting guy who reads it pretty, I mean, almost not like a robot, but in a, like a British style thing. And then it's interesting to, to listen in use in that way. And, and then also now recently, and that have been a bit of debate and discussion in the podcasting sphere, uh, uh, about something and now I forgot the name again uh, but it's almost like stories but it's similar to podcasts so uh, like shorter uh, excerpts and snippets and, and like um, they take a topic or, or a blog post on an essay, essay and then they do an audio format of it so that's the new thing here in Audible but they don't really call it the podcast and that's I mean that's the thing with the debate also that maybe the a uh, layman or regular person still don't know what what's a podcast so they try to introduce them to this kind of 
service them that you could listen to short short pieces and ep- episode like and that we also talked about uh, the podcasting what have happened that um, the series format and so on and and um, uh, like you said with uh, uh, stories with uh, uh, horror stories and others and and uh, also the history thing and so on uh, um, do you already now know how you will do it when you restart your podcast will it be on a like uh, every month every two weeks well you know uh, what it's months, interesting the size and so on yeah well it's interesting because when we were doing our podcast back in you know 2012 i think for the most part pretty much everybody did the same format whether that was mm. once a week or once a month or kind of radio show format you know topic driven things mm. like that but getting back into it now i've i've seen that There's so many different formats going on right now. And and like uh, an example of a series would be like Seth Godin, I believe something, I think it might be called the startup school or something like that, Mm. but he has a 10 or 12 episode series. It's just a a start and finish Mm. series about one topic about starting a business. And we talked about uh, hardcore history, which, Mm. you know, maybe only publishes, you know, a couple of times a year. And, you know, they have three hour podcasts, which kind of breaks the idea of what, you know, a podcast should, should be like. And I, I think as far as us, as far as, you know, the small biz express podcast, uh, it'll probably be, you know, a weekly or a biweekly. Uh, but I'm also really thinking about creating many like little series, you know, Mm. about specific topics. So maybe, you know, a five part training series on, you know, building a, building a sales funnel or Mm. a five part series on local SEO or something like mm. that where you can go in depth and kind of somebody could just download that entire series and get that, you know, three hours or four hours worth of, of audio content for that specific mm. subject. Well, that's, that's interesting to, to, to know. And I look forward to it. And I mean, with Libsyn, you could uh, have this, uh, if you have an app, this standalone app that you maybe could look into that I have, I, I have it in like an extra service and people who are not, don't know how to use a podcatcher and so on, uh, they could go and, and download an app. Um, and then you could add like um, extra material, like a video or like a PDF or some something like that uh, for people who have downloaded it. And then you could, I mean, track that in a way. And then, of course, you could use this premium content and others, and they have that, that service also. Uh, but that also have been a discussion and debate. I mean, do you do... A, wall garden or lock material or something like that or do you do it for free and and then find other formats to to earn on it mm-hmm. yeah well i mean what i've learned from what i've learned from podcasting and blogging uh is number one your podcast audience is not your blogging audience the mm. the overlap between the two worlds is very very thin there's not many people who follow follow my blog that also subscribe to the podcast. You would think okay. it would be most of the people, but it, but it's That's not. That's interesting. You know, mm. when it, when it mm. comes on there. And the other thing I learned that is for, when it comes to podcasts, you have to remember the context of how people listen. They're in the car, they're at the gym, they're running or they're walking. They're usually doing something else, you know, while they're listening. And the transfer of a podcast listener to your website is almost non-existent unless you, exactly what you just said, unless you give them a reason. So we would, we would sign off, you know, and that's where you get into your show notes and things like that, or PDF downloads, 
That's how you drive podcast listeners back to your website. You need to give people a reason to get that extra content or to get those resources to come back to your website. And that's a, a good, you know, very good tip for podcasters to get, you know, carry over those listeners back to your website. Yeah. I, I remember when I listened to the latest episode of a feed by Elsa Escobar and Rob Walsh, uh, official podcast for Libsyn. Uh, Elsie mentioned there that uh, people have used uh, LinkedIn with like transcripts or show notes and putting there like a blog post there. And uh, maybe even the player could work there. I don't know. But uh, it's interesting how you could do it in different uh, on different platforms and so on. So, uh, but as Rob is saying also that, I mean, make it easy for a listener and give them, give them options and then you could figure out other ways uh, uh, for the so-called hook. Uh, so, I mean, that, that's, that's an interesting area here and uh, to explore and things happening all the time. Yeah, so, exactly. And, you know, yeah, no, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. It's to, is to figure out, explore and see what's best, you know, for your, for your situation. Yeah, and I mean, as I said, we, it's around half time. We could talk about uh, as long as we have freedom of expression, and that will be a free speech and freedom of expression will be the topic and the theme on this book fair in Gothenburg. So that will be interesting to follow along also. And as I, I saw her last time, we talked about uh, around the trade principle. We talked about this affiliate program like uh, Audible and so on, Amazon, uh, they had they were text to deaf in, in California and moved uh, out of that. Uh, so it was this Amazon tax. Uh, what's, uh, have you thought about more about what's going on? I mean, now it's soon also getting in this political uh, debates and so on. Uh, and it, uh, it's interesting to follow it from, from, from distance, so to speak, with the candidates and so on. And and I must say, um, that's my personal opinion, that it would be interesting if uh, this uh, guy, Gary Johnson, will be allowed to the debates. Because I think many Americans will see that <laughs> these two other candidates, if they put that in perspective with this guy, uh, maybe that could be something to think about. What What do you say about that? Well, I mean, in order for... In order for and a candidate to get into the debate schedule, I believe they need about 15% yeah, of the, correct. of the vote of the, you know, the polling vote to get in there. Mm. And I think he's got, I think uh, Gary Johnson's getting close, mm. getting close to there. Uh, it's definitely an uphill battle. I mean, really when you get into the politics, you're getting into money yeah. and influence. And, you know, it, it's, uh, I mean, I'm in the States, so we see it, but there's been pretty much a complete media shutout of, you know, if you're not if you're not one or the two main candidates, you're mm. pretty much shut out of any kind of media coverage or or debate. And there's even uh, you know been and like you're talking about going to your you know your your book the book fair mm. thing about freedom of speech. And you, what you're finding now is you know starting to come to light how media the the mainstream media in general how they censor. They censor, you know, what you hear and what you listen to, and they're censoring speech, and mm. it's it's going on everywhere. Facebook censors, Google is censoring, uh, you know, media censoring, NPO, you know, uh, PBS in the states here mm. just gotten a lot of trouble with censoring uh, Jill Stein, who's a Green Green Party candidate. 
in the U.S., they they edited her her responses in her mm-hmm. interview, and then they added edited one that that removed a lot of her you know what she had to say on there mm-hmm. without without telling the listeners that this was an edited version of mm-hmm. it. So it's it's very interesting the way you know when it, when it comes to free speech and you kind of see you, it's starting to come to light now that you can see how much censorship there is going on out there without without you knowing on it and how how the mainstream media kind of shapes what what the public thought is you know what i mean every day like they they're deciding what people are talking about hmm. and that could be i mean with one of the candidates especially i mean trump he's very good at that uh, to to do this strange strange kind of negative buzz. I mean, he went to to Mexico <laughs> and talked, and then when he back home and say, say that he's starting to build the wall. And for me, as as a person, that's if you own your life, you have right to to move wherever you want, as as long as you're not uh, enemy of the state, so to speak, or have a deadly disease or some intention of some terror attack. Others, you should be welcome to go wherever you want to to go. Uh, and it's strange that you like it's it's almost like a, a big wall of china but uh, america when and i i don't get it but um, he still get away with it because it's um, he's, he's shouting for the masses there and he's doing a stunt and and like on twitter he's very i mean active there and uh, he 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 get his saying out in a way But that, I mean, could other candidates could use, I mean, new media and social media in their favor. They don't have to have a big budget or or lots of staff and so on. They could do it in in a different way. So what what do you say about your own services and so on when you have an exchange of uh, service and products? You you said when we talked on Skype uh, that you're creating content like video and courses and so on. Is that something that you want to... And tell me yeah, more well, about. Yeah, I mean, I've been a blogger, you know. First mm. and foremost, I've I've been a blogger, you know, for for ten years, for ten years now. And there's, you know, we we started a podcast in 2012, and there's just so much media there. Pro, you know, video is so is so big right now. You know, it's there's so many opportunities with video between Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat. You know, Periscope. There's so many different. You know, Facebook Live is mm. out now. There's so many things to do with with video, and I think. I mean, as far as me personally, it's one of those things where I think it's just naturally awkward to to see yourself on on film, and it, <laughs> yeah. it's one of those things where it take. It's like public speaking. It takes a while yeah. to work up your nerve, and you know, this year I made a commitment to start doing more video. Uh, actually, doing video in general. And mm-hmm. it's been a little bit of a slow go, but I'm starting to, you know, I have a YouTube channel now and it's, it's just, it's almost like, it's almost like video now is probably blogging, you know, six, seven years ago, mm-hmm. as far as where it's at, people are just starting to wake up to it and starting to realize that it's a, that it's a, you know, a, a great opportunity as a platform to use it. And in the same, in the same respect, I think podcasting's like that too, over the last year or so where people are starting to realize that it's a major, uh, you know, marketing opportunity and to reach a whole new audience through, through audio. So I think, I think the biggest thing today is, uh, you know, if you rewind from three, four or five years ago is it's so much easier today to start a podcast, to start a, you know, a video cast or start your own YouTube channel 
you know, the quality of, you know, all you need is a, is a cell phone and, mm. and a computer or, a te- or not even a computer, a phone. Like you can do the whole entire thing. You can do the, you know, the video, you know, the, you can do the shoot, you can do the, you know, editing, you can do the post-production and the publishing straight from your phone today. Mm. So there's, there's almost no barriers right now to create, to create content. And with that, you know, and with that, you know, there, and with that being no barriers, you also have a lot more people getting into each of these platforms. So there's a lot more noise now too. Mm. It's, you know, they're, they're starting to get a little more crowded, but if you're producing quality stuff and you're consistent and you know who your audience is, then, you know, you shouldn't have a problem, you know, weeding your way through, through that, you know, maze of kind of messiness in there with everybody getting started. Mm. Great. Yeah, that's a great uh, uh, idea and plan there. And I'm also in some way late to the game to the YouTube videos. I had some cat videos and, and some hours and also with my chili pepper interest. And also uh, I did also showing how to use a product with matcha green tea product. Uh, how you could serve it with lat- some latte and... Uh, and also like iced and also in uh, like a yogurt and so on a, a smoothie so and also regular uh, as a hot beverage so that i will do more also the thing is when you come to the gadgets and and equipment and what you could need because if you're by yourself you you should be able to do several things at the same time so <laughs> uh, but i'm looking mm-hmm. into that uh, uh, and also for my book writing and for the crowdfunding i want to i mean give some insights some uh, some uh, how to say behind the scenes and what what i'm doing and also when the book uh, first book is published uh, but that could lead to speaking engagements that could lead to tea tastings to workshops and others and then you see that popular like uh, food uh, tv channels and others doing that and and for example here in here in he's from sweden here from around my area uh, called pewdiepie you probably heard about him yeah uh, I mean, yeah uh, and i i mean for me it's hard to grasp because i'm not into gaming in that way uh, even if i uh, recently got uh, introduced to a thing that i could send you an affiliate uh, link uh, and interest that uh, an app that is about how do you say fantasy football and sports and so on Do you do that, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, challenge with your friends and so on, and you could have games, and they are launching it in this uh, fall, and it's a fascinating uh, idea, and it's lots of people from, I mean, from uh, electronic arts and so on with this gaming that I knew back in the day with the home computer and the games that you that you played, and and uh, this guy uh, PewDiePie, he has is it like thirty million subscribers on YouTube. And he has negotiated. Yeah, my son's, his, oh, my son's one of them. Okay, <laughs> and he's <laughs> ne- negotiated uh, like a deal with uh, Disney Channel. Uh, but then you have also, as we talked, the trader principle. You get these people. Uh, luckily, it's only a few, but the haters and people are envious, and they had this thing. And that we could talk about media, but some media outlets, even the new media, is starting to acting like the tabloids. I mean, recently, get go. Gawker uh, shut down because I mean they had spread a thing with Hulk Hogan and Peter Thiel. He he was um, bankrolling this um, defense of Hogan, so they had to shut down. Uh, and and also when this PewDiePie 
Then we spread rumors that he had done uh, so-called hidden promotion, uh, promoting something. But back then, when he recorded, you you didn't have to say that this is uh, sponsored or paid by, because that's r- recently rules. But then he had done it anyway, so they didn't check uh, fact check the thing. And then one outlet took it, and then a new media outlet, and so on and so on. So he he then recorded an, uh, a video saying uh, <laughs> he was pretty upset. <laughs> But the thing is, he has a huge fan base then, so he got his I mean support. And then then I spread it on my Facebook because it's easy to you know click and see something like that, uh, especially if it's ne- negativity. But I I have some internal uh, gadget there. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I don't want to. I want to focus on the positive things. So it's interesting to see how uh, people like uh, PewDiePie and others have uh, coming to the top like that, uh, rise to the top, and then uh, envious or uh, others are trying to bring them down, like cutting down the pole pop top poppy, as the expression they say in uh, Australia. Yeah, and I think I think you see that a lot when it comes to social media. I mean, social media is a great platform to to reach you know to reach different audiences and stay in touch with friends and family and things like that. But it's a double edged sword. You you know you have there's so many trolls on on social media that they they don't want to see anybody succeed. Yeah, and, and you know, and you see that with celebrities. You see that you know. With with businesses, they're they're looking at any opportunity to try to cut to cut you down. And you know, if you if you if you have that personality where you kind of you know you take all those things to heart, you mm. know, it can be it can be very difficult to to kind of navigate online and to and to stay online when you have that constant negativity yeah. on there. And I think you just have to develop. You know, as you get more popular, if you you know your podcast or your blog or things like that, you just have to accept that. Doesn't matter what you do, you're always yeah. going to have people that that are going to try to knock you down, and uh, you uh, just have to, you know, you just have to ignore them and just realize that, you know, it's nothing that you're doing. It's just these people are going to do. It. They that's that's what they live for. They live for trying to drag people down because you know they're not happy with with their life. Pretty much, that's pretty much what it comes down to. Hmm. And I will tell a personal exp- uh, example, and also in in a way, including you, uh, if you are up for it, uh, because I mean, I had that during uh, my blogging period that I'm still uh, doing since start since 2002. And then at one time, it was a blogger that uh, attacked me in a way and said, "Who who do you think you are?" and so on. And with this, I had a T-shirt. I mean, you could have uh, merchandise for ego egoist dot blogspot dot com and so on. Uh, but it's created by John Cox and and Alan Forkham. And then I was, I mean, I got pretty upset and sad also, and was thinking of taking a long break or even yeah. And then I got fellow podcast uh, pod, uh, bloggers and uh, readers and, and so on. That um, cheered me up and so on, and I continued. And I mean, you, I mean, open when we did it, our podcast uh, last time and two years ago. I I don't get so many comments on Squarespace uh, the blog and so on, because I mean, people are often listening or reading and and then think for themselves, or they go to other channels like Twitter or send an email. But when I got a comment there, and I reached out to you and said, "What should we do here?" But you said, and I like the transparency and opens. And you said, let that comment be there because it was somebody anonymous 
that said something about you and your service and so on. Uh, and uh, you, you see that that you, I mean, you you decide if you want the comment to be there. I mean, often and like WordPress have, I think, had that problem uh, now and then with the spammers. But then, of course, it could be others that are hiding and have an agenda. But uh, I asked you and then kept that comment there. And I mean, it's it's coming full, full circle, so it's a good thing. So, do you have any well, thoughts, like ideas customer, about that? It's like customer yeah. reviews for businesses today. Yeah. It's a double-edged. It's a double-edged sword because you know you 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 have to take the good with the bad. And there's yeah. a lot of times because I work, you know, I work with lots of different business clients where they get they get unfair reviews. Mm. You know, people are just unreasonable or they're just flat out, you know, not true. And they're allowed to publish their reviews and and make them public. On there, mm. and there's really at the end of the day, there's nothing you can do mm. about it except keep doing what you what you do because it's yeah. always going to be you know people that are going to try to drag you down or try to cut you down or they're going to be unfair. They're mm. they're not going to tell the truth, and it's one of those things where you just have to take it. You just have to kind of go with the flow and and realize that as you get more popular and as you get a bigger audience and as people start to take notice of you. Or, hmm. or your business that there's going to be, you know, a very, very, very small percentage of people that that don't want to see you succeed, and they're going to do they're going to do what they can to to pull you down, or you know, and and there's a lot of people when it comes to customer reviews that, you know, the slightest inconvenience to you know to them, they come out and they just tear they tear the business apart. You know, hmm. if you're five minutes late or you forget to return a call or something like that. And next thing you know, you, you would think they, you know, you stole their firstborn <laughs> from them. And people are using that as an outlet to, to express outrage. But really, at the end of the day, it's outrage for what? Hmm. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, it's a good reflection there. So, and uh, I was thinking, you have talked about uh, your future plans and also things that's going on uh, do you have any other suggestions on future guests that you would uh, be interested in listen to um and uh, and or topics well i mean as far as, as i don't have any individual guests in mind uh but i mean as far as topics is like i said it comes down to what i'm interested in. again i'm interested in podcasting again because you're getting ready to start start that up and and one of the things, one of the big things for for me for marketing is really starting to get away from individual tactics. So getting away from you know we do search engine optimization, we do paid advertising, social media things things like that. But really starting to look at the marketing strategies more holistically hmm. and how they all work together. Because you can be the best blogger, you can be the best podcaster, you can be the best, you know, Facebook advertiser in the world. But if you don't have the rest of those parts in place, if you don't have a plan for when people come to your website and a plan to convert them or to take them to the next step, then it doesn't mm. matter how good you are at social media mm. or things like that. You're still not going to get, you know, the the conversions and the and the and the you know customers that that you you know that you're looking for because they all work. They all work together. So I think really right now with as far as the marketing goes, I'm really starting to focus more holistically of how the whole entire strategy works and and figuring out the strategy and what the marketing funnel looks like for for a business, you know, or an individual 
before they ever even get to the stage of, you know, should I do Facebook or should I do blogging hmm. or should I do podcasting? It's almost start, start with the end in mind, start with the end goal, and then work your way back. And when you get to that point where you understand who your audience is, then look at, okay, well, what's the best place to reach this audience? Is it Twitter? Is it Facebook ads? Is it Google AdWords? Is it blogging? Things like that. And then focus on those, those things instead of focusing on those things first and then trying to figure out what to do later on, how to turn them into a customer and, and things like that. Great. And that's what my own insight insight and introspection and what I've learned through the times. Uh, that's why I'm, as I, as I said, looking up to Chris Brogan and learn lots from him. And uh, I attended a podcast course that he had uh, or a webinar there and also bought his course on uh, write your book already. <laughs> so, <laughs> and and now recently found Fizzle. So I, I will send you, put the show notes, but also send you to you by email so you could check them out because I think they fit uh, your ideas uh, with your hand in the glove, so to speak. So, and uh, I mean, that's also, uh, but things takes time and you learn, I mean, know, like, and trust and you find people and that's how we, found each other, I mean, through small business trends and Biz Sugar, and, and you commented on my uh, blog, uh, got-t-party.com, about uh, favorite tea. And uh, um, that's uh, I will have added now recently as a question also, what's your favorite beverage? And then you said that you and your wife, you, you drank, uh, was it white tea, right? And, yeah, and so we on. still do the same same exact yeah. thing for about seven years now. We uh, we drink, we drink uh, every night. We have silver silver needle and white peach tea. Wow! Yeah, so we do a blend. We do a blend yeah. to get a little hint of uh, peach in there. But that's been our nightly ritual for about seven years now. Wow, that, that's a pretty. I mean, silver needle for the listeners. That's pretty exclusive uh, tea, and that's what will be in in my book book four. Uh, I think it will be or. Maybe, I'll see, maybe, hey, no, uh, five or six it will be, uh, white and um, and yellow tea. Uh, and I got like civil needle from, from, from China, where Asia, from uh, a person that was a very special district and so on. So is it a special brand that you use or do you, you do your own blend or... Uh, you know what? I'm I'm not sure. Tell you the truth, I'm not sure. We we order from uh, from an e-commerce store online mm-hmm. and silver needle it definitely is a premium uh, definitely is a premium white tea in there, mm. but we mix it. We we enjoy a hint of peach in there, so we do. We usually do a 50-50 mix when mm. we're making our when we're making our tea. Interesting, yeah. So, and that could be maybe I will ask you to be and do a guest post later on when I start out my tea party <laughs> dot media about this. Uh, uh, but I will do this holistical thing and think think this through and go this course uh, start a blog that matters so it will fit uh, in place like these puzzle pieces so uh, anything else that you want to say you of course you have to plug your site or do you have any i mean last time you had uh, i think uh, some uh, special uh, not ebook but some material do you have anything in in um, in the pipeline for the i mean restart of a podcast or your site or something like that that you want to direct the listeners to well we're in a we're in, i don't have anything right now but we're actually i'm actually in the process of creating a marketing course 
Mm-hmm. And it's going to be talking about kind of what we talked about, what I touched on before about building a holistic marketing funnel. Cause I think most, I think most businesses get frustrated when they're, when they get into online marketing. It's just, there's so many different things to do. And I, I, I don't think most businesses know where to start. And if they start to do something, they don't know where to take it. They don't know how to connect all the pieces together. So I'm putting together a course on creating, it's, it's actually going to be called the 30 day marketing machine. So to put it together in 30 days, how to bring some clarity to your marketing strategy and basically a step-by-step guide of how to put all these things together, you know, hmm. in, in, in around a month's, in around a month's time frame. And uh, the course isn't out right now, but if you go to my website, threebugmedia.com, you can sign up, uh, you know, you can contact me. Uh, we do have an online course there, an email course on local SEO. So if you're interested in that, you can sign up for the course. If not, you can just shoot me an email or just, you know, hit me up on Twitter and let me know. And I can, you know, I can put you on our list. And when we come out with the product uh, later, it's either going to be later on in the fall or early January, uh, the course is mm-hmm. going to come out and, uh, and yeah, put you on the email list and, and give you an update and maybe you can become a beta user uh, for it and, and help out. Will you sell it through your own like uh, e-commerce uh, site and so, or will you use other services like Udemy and others, or or both? Well, that's a good that's a good question, and uh, it's one of those things that that I've looked into. And uh, I don't you're probably aware you, Udemy changed their pricing plan a couple of months ago, where mm-hmm. you used to be able to kind of set whatever price you want, and now it's fifty dollars or under. Uh-huh. Plus, with the steep, you know, pretty steep discount. So, yeah. uh, Udemy's probably become more of a commodity uh, hmm. course seller. So, no. So, I will be host the uh, the course will be hosted on our own platform. We'll, we'll be using Teachable hmm. on our own website to host to host the course. And then, hmm. most likely, what what we will do is use is use Udemy and Skillshare. And create some smaller and create some smaller courses, more of an introduction mm-hmm. to certain topics and things like that to drive interest and then kind of drive, you know, traffic to our main our main product. So have a couple small standalone courses on on those on those platforms and then but the big the big courses will will house ourselves. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, that's uh, great to hear. So thanks for that update regarding the e-courses there online so i could say to the listeners there uh, that you could if you want to do some call to action there go to egonetcast.com forward slash support and there you could find several ways of supporting the show so anything else you want to end with gary and thanks again for this follow-up it was a pleasure to talk to you again so any ending thoughts uh no it was just great it was great catching up with you again you've been you know you've been uh podcasting before podcasting was a probably a term <laughs> on there so <laughs> it's always great to you know talk to somebody that's been there since the beginning and uh I look forward to getting the podcast back up again and kind of jumping back in with uh with the community you know when it comes to client work and things like that you kind of get away from that blogging community and the podcasting community but in the end at the in the end i think i can probably credit most of the good thing that's good things that have happened to me Mm. over the last 10 years actually came from the connections i've made with people you know i've met you know you i've met people from all over the world i've met mike my podcast partner Mm. through you know through social media things like that so it's always good to go out and kind of 
mingle with the community because you never know you never know what's going to happen and you never know when an opportunity is going to arise yeah great great uh, saying there and uh, thanks again for your time gary and uh, talk to you soon again all right great thanks for having me martin take care cheers cheers